You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Ahoy, awesome alliance of alert and adorable attendees. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 25, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your bumbling but barely beastly bunch of brain buffs. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. I'm Chris. Barely beastly. (laughs) All right, so just a little beastly. Just a little bit. Barely. So this is episode 25, and you know on multiple five episodes, we do an all-quiz. So today is our fifth all-quiz bonanza. Yep. And before we start, we just want to say that this all-quiz episode is brought to you by Bonobos. Let's all take a sec here and uh, sit back, relax. Imagine if we all lived in an earlier time. Listening to the radio out on the porch on a hot summer's day, the radio spot would probably sound something like this. It's where you go for brains and style. These pants are magic, they'll make you smile. gents to look dapper and sharp so go bananas for bonobos they're smart pants for smarty pants <laughs> that was awesome. It's a free ship, right? <laughs> so I actually had to record it about three or four times because I listened. I had it was perfect, and I listened back. I'm like, "Yep, this sounds really good." And then I realized that it sounded like I wasn't huh. putting a p at the end of ship. Yeah. So it's free ship, everybody. Yeah. Ship. Yeah, yes. Shipping. Pipping. Shipping. <laughs> uh, Old timey jingles are the best. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's start. Our all quiz bonanza number five with our general usual trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. All right. Barnyard buzzers ready. And we're back to Trivial Pursuit cards. All right. Not from 1984. Flash (laughs) forward to modern times again. (laughs) Okay. Blue Wedge Geography. Which of these is not in Ireland County? Aaron, Galway, Kerry, or Limerick? Aaron. Yes. yes. Yeah. You are. I am very up on my Irish counties. <laughs> Aaron... Sure people don't say that they're from cities. They right, always say right. what counties they're right. from. Oh. County carry. So county whenever, court, yeah, county, so any right, Irish right, musician right. I ever see, you know, they always say what city they're from. So Aaron is actually, uh, refers to Ireland. Aaron is the name of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, mm. what, it's mm-hmm. what it sounds like in Gaelic. All right. Uh, Pink Wedge pop culture. On TV's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, what portal to the netherworld is Sunnydale High School built upon? Is it the Hellmouth? Correct. Yeah, right, right. Oh. Yellow Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, what groundbreaking all-female rap crew had hits with <laughs> Push It and What a Man. <laughs> Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. Feet. Spinderella. Featuring. <laughs> she wasn't always there. Not for pushing. Purple Wedge. 
What fast food product does the Economist use as an economic indicator? Oh, oh, oh! oh I went too fast, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Go the ahead. Big Mac, the Big yes. Mac index. Right, right. Yes. The hamburger is used to explain differences in currency exchange rates. Yep. Very clever. We've definitely had that one at Pub Quiz. Yeah, I but it's like one yeah. product right. is the exact same product that is sold all over the world. Oh, right. I, oh, the that makes so much sense. Thing. Green wedge for science. What organ of the body does a hepatologist specialize in? Hey, you know it or you don't. Mm, yeah. Um, well, I might as well take a guess. Do it. Uh, kidneys. Liver. Of course, liver. Liver. Yeah. Hepatitis. Yeah, okay, yeah, they're exactly. Yeah. exactly. Last question, orange wedge. What color is the Y in the eBay logo? Oh. Oh. Christian know this I know it's staring oh, all day yeah. is, is it yellow it is green green oh okay. Ooh, that was okay. hard that yeah. Is, yeah good that's... job everybody thank you Trivial Pursuit card you served us well that was a good card good card good card it wasn't like who did Jim McGillicuddy star in, in Caddyshack 3 played Caddy number 5 before we jump into the show proper here uh, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of a oh. segment that we affectionately call um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dana does it so much better than anyone else. Uh, I've said it many times yes. in my life. That's great. That's great. I believe that you believe it. <laughs> last episode, episode uh, 24, I in a question about Olympic country codes, I had uh, gone over some country codes that were palindromic. Of course, in my haste from transcribing notes to show, I did lose one off the list. So in addition to ASA, American Samoa, CRC, Costa, Costa Rica, Rica, URU, Uruguay. There is also IRI, of course, for Iran. Did not mean to leave them off. That was entirely inadvertent. IRI. Awesome. Oh. And it is our all quiz. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Here's a little quiz that I like to call Not Really Foreign Food. Chop suey chow mein tofu and you. I've got a feeling tonight that we'll be pretty clever if we ever get together with chop suey chow mein rice and tea. Shoes and rice and you and me. Chop suey chow mein. Young one tofu and you. Oh. Um, so here, so um, actually, so this this started. I was thinking about this because uh, my fiance Regina, we were playing a game of categories once. I put the, one of the categories in categories was ethnic food. Letter was O. Uh-huh. So I wrote down orange chicken, and she voted that it was, uh, that was right. wrong, meaning like um, that it was not really authentic to the country it claims to be. Exactly. Now I said, okay, well, it said ethnic food, but either way, this got me more thinking about ethnic foods and like you know the distinctions between like Italian American versus Italian, mm-hmm. and so. What you guys are gonna do is I'm gonna give you the name of the food and you're gonna tell me basically if it is if it is is it people came to America and developed it in America or did they develop it in their country and then and then brought it, it to America? Okay. I'm still trying to think ethnic foods that start with O. <laughs> See, it was a t- it was a tough round. Um, Okonomiyaki. That, that would have been good. All right. So here we go. All right. Let's let's start off with one. General So's chicken. Karen. Actually Chinese. No. No. Invented in New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. But they have it in Chinese restaurants. Yeah, it went back to It's China. like a back formation. There's a Chinese name for it. It does. It certainly has its origins in other dishes, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with sushi rolls. Rolled sushi. Colin. I'll say authentic. It is, in fact, authentic. Now the, I'm the, still not confident the, about my answer. The, <laughs> the, the California roll, which has, like, avocado in it. 
was, of course, invented in California by a Japanese, you know, or Japanese-American sushi chef who thought, who realized that the avocado would actually be a good substitute for fatty tuna, ah, you know, because they're so very rich similar and creamy. texture, mm-hmm. taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about eggplant parmesan. Egg, oh. Is eggplant parmesan part of Italian cuisine, or is it, or is it Italian-American cuisine? Who wants to just stab in the dark? Uh, yeah. American. It is actually it from it is from Italy. I am horrible. He's very tricky. I feel like um, he's in our brains or something. How about how about nachos? Mm. Were nachos oh. were, were they created? I were, I believe nachos yeah. were created here, and in fact, I think I've been to the restaurant that claims to have invented them in California. So, so the someone, yeah. So we'll see here. The story, in fact, is that they were invented in a border town right in Mexico, ah. um, where a lot of like U.S. Army type people were stationed. But it was actually created in Mexico, mm. and the chef um, who says that he created them, his nickname was Nacho. He like threw it together for them, and they were like, "What is this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's it's Nacho's especial." You know, <laughs> so it's named style. after a person. Yes. That that's yeah. cool. That you is, know that. that Mr. Nacho. Now, again, so many of these things, other people claim that they did it, but right. like, these are the, the more most commonly accepted stories. Chipino. Is that American? Yes. It's San Francisco. Uh, it was, it right. is, actually. Right, right, yeah. right. It was created by Italian-American immigrants in the North Beach or Fisherman's Wharf area of San Francisco. Now, again, mm-hmm. it, it comes from an Italian word, but the, the, you know, with like the yeah. type of soup, but the actual dish that we know of as right, Chipino was right. fundamentally like made in America. Kung Pao chicken. Karen. Karen, yeah. Actually Chinese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of these Kung Pao was, yeah. chicken is actually Chinese. Yes. In fact, it, it, so it is named after a guy, a certain figure, a person, and Kung Pao is a horrible mangling of this name. And I'm not Kung even going to try it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So a lot of places when that guy fell out of favor politically, um, they started just calling it like spicy chicken with spices. <laughs> or yeah. Um, Freedom fries. Yeah. yeah, yeah right, right. Precisely. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, calzone. <gasps> oh. Well. I'm going to say authentic. It is. It is, in fact, it, uh, Italian uh, street food. How about chimichangas? Um, that's just, just like a fried burrito, It right? is like a fried burrito, yep. Karen. I'm going to say American because we love deep yeah. frying stuff. We sure uh, do. Accidentally invented by a chef accidentally. in Tucson. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she accidentally dropped a burrito in the fryer. Oh. The, the, the story is, and this might be too good to be true, yeah. but uh, she said yeah, the burrito accidentally went into the fryer and she started to say a very bad word in Spanish that starts with shit. Mm. And, and instead of saying that, she just said chimichanga, which means thingamajig or ah. something like thingamajig. That is a really good story. It is a great, I, and, and like I hope all it's good true. Story. Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. It's probably not true. And I, if you so, had a deep fryer, you would have a burrito in it. it right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. She fried all sorts of things. That was just yeah. the yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. you got to be fried. Oops. Yeah. So, okay, so the final question. The fortune cookie. Was it invented? Um, okay, sorry. Was it invented in China or was it invented in America? America. I'm going to say America, America as well. New York City. I'm going to say America as well. You are all Wrong. incorrect. No! The, the fortune cookie was invented in Japan. Oh. There are woodblock etching. No, the, so the answer is no. It wasn't so invented or China nor America. Well, that's a oh. weird question. Yeah. So it's not so authentic they're called, Chinese. So they're actually yeah. called Sujiura Senbei. They look exactly like fortune cookies. There's like woodblock etchings of them. They still sell them in temples where if you go to Japanese temples, they give you a paper fortune. Mm. So so they sold you the cookies, which were the same shape, except for the only thing they did was they put the fortune into the 
crook of the cookie instead of putting it in the hollow part of it. Mm-hmm. And again, like there is documented, backed up, like woodblock Whoa. etchings from the 18th century predating. Now the thing is, two of the people who two of the people who said that they first started serving them in America, uh, one of them works in the Japanese tea garden in San Francisco in the early 1900s, and then there was another person who said, "No, I was the first one to serve them fortune <laughs> cookies," and he said. I was inspired by the cookies that they sold at temples. And so, interestingly enough, fortune cookies were originally in America part of Japanese cuisine. Mm. Um, and, and, and at some point, bled it, over in San it Francisco transferred or, from yeah. Japan to China. And actually, what I read, I'm not entirely sure if this is true or not, it's hard to kind of gauge, but it's like when the U.S. government started interning Japanese immigrants, oh. um, there was nobody left to, to actually make fortune cookies, you know, who wasn't like in an internment camp. So that's when the Chinese were able to get in and start and start making them that that i i cannot verify that but it is absolutely true that fortune eyeballs are gonna fall out of my head that's crazy right because typically what people think is they were made in america Ah, i'm trying not i'm trying not to say make every other vowel sound hey I, <laughs> you, <laughs> sometimes why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds creepy. <laughs> All right, I have a little quiz here that's the kind of thing that, that I personally love, which is about celebrity names. So, you know, okay. we love the kind of quizzes of, you know, stage names to real name or oh, matching yeah. those kind of quizzes. <laughs> the focus of this quiz is about mononyms. So people yeah. who are famous single with a single name. name. Mm-hmm. Now, it's even more specific than that. So, you know, there are a lot of classic <laughs> people like, like Bono from U2. Sure, yeah. Paul Hewson is his real name. But Bono is not really his, his real name at all. Or oh. Sting is Gordon Sumner. Is mm-hmm. his, yeah. Yes. So those are, a couple, those are a couple throwaways I'm going to give you right there. All right. Okay. I'm talking about now about people who's actually used their real given birth names. Okay. okay. So the way we're going to structure it is uh, we're going to start with uh, some famous first name celebrities. Yeah. I'm going to give you their last name. Got it. And you see if you can tell me the first name. Okay. And we'll start with a one that I think that you guys will know just so you can sort of see how this goes. Here. Madonna. So, the first last name, if I were to say Chicone, you would say... Madonna. Madonna, exactly. <laughs> yes, her given name is Madonna Louise Chicone. Now that that's out of the way. All right, yes, <laughs> All that's right. why that was first for a reason. Exactly. Flush it out of the yep, yep, yep. Here we All go. Right. <clears throat> so again, I'm giving you the last names. Sarkeesian. Wow. Oh, man. Chris. Cher. That is correct. Sherilyn yeah. Sarkeesian. Sherilyn Sarkeesian. Good yes, job! Yes, yes. Okay, famous one for Cher. Now, this is actually interesting. In the course of researching this, she now uh, is is saying that she may think that her given name may actually be Cheryl, and that there was some sort of mix-up between getting the name out and putting on the birth certificate. Whoa. So, it is either Cheryl or Sherilyn, but either way, Cher, Cher. her given name. Yeah. That's right. All right. Here We're we go. going to change the poster. <laughs> you have now to, at yeah. the Palazzo. <laughs> oh, I thought Cheryl's. you meant your Share posters in your bedroom. I thought you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I will mark her in the wire. <laughs> Nelson. Dana. Prince. Dana. Prince. It is Prince. Yes, that is his real given name. Prince. Prince, Prince Nelson. Prince yeah. Rogers Nelson. This is hard. All right. Next one. Here we go. Goodman's daughter. Oh. I think you guys both. I think Chris yeah, was yeah. first. Bjork. It is, yes. in fact, Bjork. <laughs> I 
sort of learned this and looking at traditional Icelandic names. Yeah. It's it's one of those cultures where you go by a single name. So even though, you know, we would say that her last name is Gudman's daughter, like in Icelandic culture, she is just Björk, Björk. whether she's formal, informal, whatever it is, it's right? Like Thor. Samuel. Mm. And I can give you uh, this one, my little tricky. I can give you a longer name here. Okay, all right. All right. So blank Henry Olusegun Olumide Adiola Samuel. <laughs> Dana. Is it Seal? It is Seal. Huh. Yes. His first name is Seal? His first name is Seal. Huh. Seal Samuel. Yes. Seal Samuel. <laughs> Seal, Seal Henry. Seal Henry Samuel. Uh, or that was his fuller name with the uh, Yoruba names in there as well. It yes. Seal Samuel. Hanson. Beck. It is oh, Beck. Yeah. Uh, he did. He's been. He's gone by Beck Hanson for his whole recording career. He was actually born Beck David Campbell. Beck with uh, no C, B E K. So a little oh, bit of a stage a modification. Weird. Yes, Beck name. Campbell, now Beck Hansen. Hmm. We're going to switch it up now. So these whoa, are people whoa. famous by their given last names. Got it. Got I it. will give you the first and middle names to make oh. it a little bit easier here for you. All right, so again, I'm looking for the last name Stephen Patrick Blank. Karen. Seagal. No. <laughs> Stephen Patrick Blank. Spielberg. No. Again, these are people named yeah, by a single Stevens. name. Mononym. Right, right, Mononym. Right. Stephen Patch. He's a singer uh-huh. of a very famous British band. Stephen Patrick Morrissey. Oh. All right. Uh, one more here. Waju <laughs> Valentino Blank. W-L-A-D-Z-I-U. It is a Polish name. Wadju oh, it sure Valentino blank. The middle name might be more of a clue to the uh, ethnicity of the name we're looking for. Dana, single name. Oh, Versace. No. Oh, it's on, no. on Tiffa Karen's tongue. Liberace. Yes. Liberace. Yes. Liberace. yes. The son of a, uh, a Polish mother and an Italian father. Yes, huh. that's right. I was doing so good at the beginning of that quiz and then just All right. We'll, out. we'll close out with this yeah. super, super easy throwaway here just because oh, okay. it's one of my fa- one of my favorite ones here. Galilei. <laughs> Galileo. It is, in fact, Galileo. Yeah. Yes. Galileo, Galilei. Galileo, Galilei. And that's famous mononyms. Hey, Very good. Job. Oh, that was, that was kind of hard, huh? <laughs> so last week, when we were talking about the Olympics and I talked about the um, mascots, like it reminded me of Muppets. And then I was like, I know a lot about Muppets. I was like, I think that should be my trivia. All right. The Muppets. The Muppets. So for the youngins, <laughs> we got some reviews from people who like hearing about the olden days of the 80s. <laughs> so, the olden days of the 80s. Before I was born. We're going to blow your minds. <laughs> In the days before computer graphics, we had to make our uh, fanciful characters yes, out of cloth out of and sticks. Yeah. <laughs> when I was your age. We didn't have PlayStation 3. Had an old sock. We liked it. <laughs> Just to kick it off with a really easy gimme. The term Muppet was coined by whom? Jim. Uh, Jim, Jim Henson. Jim Henson, uh, yes. Yes. So he said that that word was a portmanteau of two words. Mm. What? What is Muppet? 
manual puppet? No. No, it's, it's that something. That sounds a little bit too cl- clinical. It's not as it's, it is it's something and puppet. Something and yeah. sure. I, I yeah. magic? No. We have a we have an answer from our studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh no. Oh. So she said mop and a puppet. It's not a no. mop and a puppet. I give up. Marionette and a puppet. Marionette. Uh, okay. So the voice of Kermit the Frog was performed by Jim Henson mm-hmm. and then Steve Whitmer. Kermit was also voiced by what famous voice actor in Muppet Babies? Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up a lot for us. Oh. Frank Welker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's everywhere. I am this then, podcast's foremost expert. On that. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris. He's also so, a good answer to every question about who voiced this yeah. character. Yeah. So in the 1979 The Muppet Movie, Kermit performed what song? It was an Oscar-nominated song. It's the Rainbow Connection. Okay. Yeah. Can you complete the following lyric with... Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Someday we'll find it, a Rainbow Connection... The lovers, the, the dreamers, dreamers, and, and me. me. Yes. So speaking of Muppet music, who was the house band on the Muppet Show? Doctor Teeth and the Electric Man. That's yeah. right. Can you guys name three members of the band? Karen, I only name one. You, That's all right. We'll each name one. Animal. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Floyd. Floyd. What? Do you Whoa. know the full name? We gotta know. Full <laughs> I feel like the other ones only have one name, but you picked the one who has like a longer name. Floyd so T. To... Puppet. <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Floyd Pepper. Sergeant oh. Floyd Pepper. It was like a mix-up of Pink Floyd and, oh, and Sergeant oh, Pepper. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, there was Dr. Teeth, of course, yeah. but that's yeah. kind of a cop-out. Uh, what was right. the girl? What was the, the, it, the, the, girl? the yes. long... Janice. Janice. Like, they also had Lips and Zoot. What Muppet wrote a New York Times best-selling book that was a guide to life? Huh. It's got to be Miss Piggy. It was Miss Piggy. <laughs> she's she's the only one who's yeah. diva enough to write yeah. a yeah a guide to life book. So the Muppets were also on Sesame Street. So I have to ask some Sesame Street questions. Of a course, couple of, of course. All right. So um, Sesame Street's main protagonist, Big Bird, starred in what 1985 movie? And it was probably one of the most depressing and scarring yes. movies yes. I've <laughs> ever seen. What was it? it- uh, the movie is called Follow That Bird. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Makes children Some cry. things cannot be unseen. Big Bird just gets lost and sings songs about how he misses his family. Yeah. It's, oh, God, so sad. Yeah, it's just a festival of melancholy. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> Why did I buy a ticket to this festival of melancholy? So in 2011, Sesame Street introduced a new Muppet named Lily to raise awareness about what social issue? Oh. Uh, was Lily HIV positive? No. Hmm. I was gonna say that as a joke. I no, I like, think they, oh, yeah, no, they did. They, they did. had they an HIV positive yeah. Muppet. Yeah, but really? Yeah. yeah, this is in it. Yeah, 2011. There was a new. It's like, it's, yeah. it's uh, oh, okay, uh, I mean, uh, uh, she was to teach kids about food insecurity for children. Like she never knew when her next meal was gonna come, and this was like one in four whoa. kids has experiences food insecurity. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm going to end it on a happy note. They have some really awesome funny names for, for Muppets. I'll give you the clue and you guys figure out what the name is. Okay. And I think you can right. figure it out. All right. All right. What would you call a sheep detective? Sheeplock Holmes. I don't know. That's good. I like that. That's not bad. Basil. No. Whoa. Oh, Basil Rathbone. <laughs> What is it? I give up. Calambo. Calambo. (laughs) That's really cute. Dear Sesame Street, (laughs) would like to request you change name of Calambo to either A, Sheeplock Holmes, or B, Basil Rathbone. What would you name an operatic flamingo? Um, 
Placido Flamingo. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. That's good. Woo. Yay, that was, a, that was good. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, my turn, I believe. And this one's a little bit different. Uh, So my quiz segment is a blend of trivia and very light uh, riddle solving. And I'm going to call it Mash it up. (laughs) Mash it up. (laughs) So in this segment, I will be reading out a riddle. And uh, what's important is the format of the answer I'm looking for. So the riddle will clue to two answers, and the two answers share a word. So the last word of the first answer is the same word as the first word of the second answer. So, a little bit confusing. (laughs) All right, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm out. (laughs) For example, if I say, what liberated whale owns a magical chocolate factory? Free Willy Wonka. Yes! Okay, all right. right. So now I got a little little taste. He's got a lot of faith, the faith, the faith, and a lot of gold medals. George Michael Phelps. Correct. (laughs) Very good. All right. (laughs) These are all so, they all sound so silly. Okay. This sounded so good when I was writing it. (laughs) What is Mad Men's Joan Holloway's favorite brand of alcohol? Um... Christina Hendricks Gin. Correct. Oh, okay. Very good. Go. Very go. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this might be my favorite one. Who sang the song Do You Really Want to Hurt Sulu? Oh, Colin. Boy George Takei. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who was Cleopatra's boyfriend who starred in Top Gun? Mark Anthony Edwards. Correct. You're very, you're very fast. Yeah. She called, actually, She her pet name for Mark Anthony was Goose. Yeah. <laughs> Trivia. Trivia. All right. He rocks in the treetops all day long, most likely in the Sherwood Forest. Rockin' Robin Hood. Rockin' Robin Hood. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, this is ridiculous. Oh, great. What is Tina Turner actress's favorite dog breed? Oh my god. I hate you. Angela Bassett Hound. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought you guys would be so happy. Uh, I'm laughing. I'm just uh, getting lost. Groans. <laughs> We're going to end on this one. May this American historical writer with gorgeous and well moisturized hair rest in peace. Mmm. Um, Somebody heard. I mean, it's something uh, about shampoo, Johnson, some shampoo brand. Johnson. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Gore Vidal Sassoon. Oh, oh, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, if you guys are groaning, yeah. I'm going to give you more to no, groan that, about. That was a good one. That was, that was good. I, I want to share some of the failed ones. Right. The failed ones <laughs> I had to get these. I had to ask because, uh, well, yeah, maybe we'll get them. Yeah. They're funny, but the thing is, they don't technically share the same word. Oh. So, so I didn't use them technically. Because <laughs> they don't technically follow the rules yeah, I set yeah, forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cheese that you just want to give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> I believe that's red hot chili pepper jack. Yes. That's what you're going oh. for. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's like red yeah. hot cheese. I see, cheesy I see. Pepper. But it's but it's peppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, my, so the question is, who lives deep in the hundred acre woods? Who enjoys Asian appetizers? The Winnie Wh- Pooh Winnie Pooh platter. Poo- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. That would have been fine. So there you go. Mash up. <laughs> Great. That, that, was, that was funny. That was good. Okay. That was, that was good. funny. Angela Bassett Howard. <laughs> Uh, well, let's take it into a little bit of a geography, world knowledge kind of quiz that I've put yes! together. Yay! Yeah, it's a little bit of a grab bag. Uh, we're going international for this one Whoa. here. Um, Fly first class. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll start off close to home here in, in the U.S. Uh, and this one may just be a speed contest, see who buzzes in first. Man. What is no no no? You'll, I think this is a this is a language one. Mm-hmm. What is the only letter of the alphabet that does not appear in the name of a U.S. state? All every other letter is represented in the in the name of a U.S. state except. I think that was Karen. Q. It is Q. Okay. Yes. It's not, it's not like Z. There's a no, Z. Arizona. Arizona yeah. Mexico. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So uh, one of the uh, oft-repeated fun facts about Disney World in uh, yes. Florida is yes. that it is uh, basically the same size as San Francisco. And in fact, this is true. It is actually slightly larger than the city itself of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So leaving that aside, I'm going to give you three places, and I want you to put them in order of square mileage. Hmm. So they are Disney World, the country Liechtenstein, and Bermuda, the island of Bermuda. I want you to put them in order from smallest to largest. I'll go with Bermuda, Disney World, Liechtenstein. Correct. Oh, yes. yes. Here, Liechtenstein would be a little bigger than yeah. seven miles by seven miles. Bermuda is 21 square miles. Okay. Liechtenstein, uh, Disney World is 47 square miles. Yeah. And Liechtenstein is 62 square miles. Mm-hmm. So, so not just, much bigger. Just a yes. skosh. Just a skosh. The international date line. So you guys know it's the line that runs down the earth, which separates the calendar days from the other, okay? Mm -hmm. So, and it's pretty much opposite the prime meridians on the other side of the world. Now, it doesn't go straight down because they kind of try and have it not break up countries. So the international dateline is kind of zigzag as it goes down the earth. What is the first country on the international dateline to experience a new day every day? And basically meaning what is the easternmost part of the international dateline. What country? Chris. Russia. Incorrect. Oh! New Zealand. Close, is but it, incorrect. Samoa. It no. is... Uh, I'm going to give you partial credit for yeah. Samoa. It is actually Kiribati, uh-huh. uh, which is very close to Samoa, but runs just enough further east that they get it before Samoa does. So Kiribati is the, the first... Kiribati mm. is, Earliest country. It is the, okay. Yes, the line islands in Kiribati yes. see a new day before any other country right. wow. sees a new day. saying... Hey girl, <laughs> is it tomorrow? Because you've got a Kiribati. <laughs> what? That's that's 
Top that's a shelf. good pickup line. That is Chris. top shelf. Wow, that's, a good line. that's great. True story. That's how you got your fiance. Right? That is. <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. The Southern Cross is a star constellation, uh, and you can see it in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, it is featured on the flags of five countries. Mm-hmm. Now, four of these countries are Commonwealth countries, and you, you see it on a lot, like Australia and New Zealand. The Southern Cross, the star constellation. Darn it! Flags. Those were the ones I you know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I want you guys to tell me the one that is not a Commonwealth country. So there are five flags there's australia new zealand papua new guinea samoa Uh all those are all commonwealth countries what Mm -hmm. is the other country where you can see the southern cross constellation featured on the flag i'm gonna throw this out there maybe i'm wrong is it brazil it is brazil yes it is i I don't know the flag look like there's there's a line in a james taylor song only a dream in rio when she talks about the southern cross ah yep no it is if you look on the flag of brazil and yes it it has several constellations on there and the southern cross Ah. is the one basically right in the middle and if you look at it it really does form a cross shape so i've got one more quiz for you guys uh and it is called superheroes i just made up You're the Spider-Man Sling us a web tonight Cause we're all in the mood for a hero now And there's evil doers to fight Uh, There are many words in the English language that end with the letters M, A, and N. Uh, So I will describe the superhero, and you will tell me uh, what that superhero is. And, of course, the superhero's name is going to be just a word in the English language that That ends with the letters. That is fun! I think I understand. Now, a lot of of these, it's going to be like the letters M, N, N are there because that means it does actually does mean man. For example, if I were to say... I'm going to give you the tagline off of this superhero's comic book that I I see. I see. So if I were to say, he'll make your head ring, it's Spellman. (laughs) Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, Got it? it. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. All right. And of course, the answer does not count unless you say it like, Bellman! <laughs> Enthusiasm is part of the correct answer. Exactly, right. yes. Okay. <clears throat> he fights for truth, justice, and saving bachelors from how to learn how to use an oven. He's... The woman. <laughs> oh, the foreman. Foreman! Ah. Beware his pipe cleaners and tacky glue. Uh, craftsman. 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 Sorry. <laughs> hey, can you help him find the dining hall? It's the freshman. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Okay. His secret power: relaxing on a group of tropical islands owned by the British. Jamaica man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bahamin. No. Oh. That was good. That was good. K-Man. K-Man Island. Oh. His eyes shoot beams of sauerkraut. German. German. (laughs) (laughs) What? Beams of sauerkraut. (laughs) They have to have special sauerkraut goggles to cover it. He's three balls of ice cold fury. The snow. He's snowman. Yes. It's one for you, nineteen for him. 
He is, of course, the tax man. Yay! <laughs> yes, in spirit of the late George Harrison. Yes. Oh, that's why Beatles. <laughs> We're like, what? Oh, my face hurts. <laughs> so, it's good. Oh, oh, man. Remember when all quiz episodes were about facts? Yeah. <laughs> We're a little loopy yeah, in this break, one. Break oh, the mold. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. So I've mentioned before that in honor of our sponsor, Bonobos, that I wanted to do a quick, weird animal reproduction mini segment because mm-hmm. everyone knows Can't I like love it. talking animals about doing it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Love talking about animals getting freaky. So I'm going to call our last segment getting freaky. So in this segment, we're all going to share some of our favorite animal sex facts. We've mentioned before, bonobo is not only fun to say, but the term refers to a species of apes that are popularly known for their high levels of sexual activity. And uh, unlike, say, your chimpanzees or other similar primate communities where outsiders may be treated in a really hostile and aggressive way. We've seen like kind of like footage of chimpanzees being angry. Very territorial. Yep, yep, and ripping people's faces off. So the bonobos are extremely and extraordinarily peaceful, probably most likely due to the heavy and abundant amount of sex they have. Mm -hmm. And in their society, sex functions in uh, appeasing conflicts and fights. Uh, When they're excited, they have sex. Uh, When they're stressed, Right, they have right. sex to mm. reduce stress. They so, talk about them. I mean, they're an animal that's almost moved past violence. They mm-hmm. talk about it's, yeah. it's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, sex happens in virtually all partner combinations, and also a large <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, also, uh, happens in a large variety of positions. Do it bonobo style. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's love. Thing. It's so beautiful. So last week I talked a little bit about the kidna, which was an Australian mammal that was one of the Olympic mascots in mm. 2000. The kidna kind of looks like a porcupine or a hedgehog. It's spiky. And it's the only other mammal besides platypus that lays eggs. The male echidnas have a four-headed penis. That's awfully ambitious, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Not just two, but four. When they're reproducing, basically two go inactive, and then two go into the battle, and then they basically like switch off during the mating process. Oh, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) yes, with itself. With itself. So, so the male echidna is not having sex with four other female echidnas. Just one. Just the one. The, like, it comes with his own backup. Um, wow. Impressive. Right, that right. is really unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like now everybody's going to go Google <laughs> image search oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I bet if you just type in echidna, it'll autocomplete it'll <laughs> penis. It'll yeah. autocomplete yeah. penis. Because yeah. what, they're not <laughs> interesting in any other <laughs> right, way. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> well, I was looking into a little bit into uh, eagle mating. Uh, and this is a fact I had uh, heard before. I just wanted to kind of get a little bit more clarification on. So the eagles have a really interesting mating 
mating ritual, mating dance. So this is before the actual mating takes place. They they will fly up in the air and they have like a mating cartwheel is what it's called. Oh, cool. So they will sort of dive and swoop at each other, the the male and the female eagle, and then they will grasp talons. So they're oh, they're that's they're, so cute. They're, they're, it's like they're holding hands, Aww. you know, and their talons are grasped and they're spinning and they will plummet and kind of twirl around and they break apart at the very last minute before they hit the ground. Yes, this doesn't it doesn't sound evolutionarily advantageous. <laughs> no. Uh, but this is how they do it and this is part of the cartwheel mating dance that they do and this is then they'll break apart right before they hit and then if it's a successful mating ritual they'll go and, and do yeah. the actual deal. They won't die on the ground. <laughs> well, I, I found an article yeah. from a couple years ago actually an AP article just they found in Valdez, Alaska they found two eagles that had slammed into a oh, snowbank no. because they didn't it disentangle in time. Yeah. They were able to bring the female to a bird treatment center, but unfortunately the male eagle died. Oh. So this is it's this serious business, this mating dance. And yeah, they're maybe, mo- they're moving at really high speeds if they don't separate in like time. Well, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, maybe they need the adrenaline to get going. They're like, right, oh, to get, to get yeah, just yeah, to yeah, get yeah, turned yeah. on. It's like a game right. of chicken or, right, or like you know, eagle. eagle. Oh, it's a game eagle. of eagle. Yeah, uh, a, a, a <laughs> yeah. sexy eagle. Right. <laughs> it's a game of sexy oh, eagle. The, the old sexy eagle. So I don't know about you guys and your animals that are going around engaging in mating rituals all the time, but the animal that I looked up, the giraffe, is much more discerning about who he mates with because the male giraffe will only mate with the female giraffe if she is in heat, if she is in ovulating, mm. right? And otherwise, he will not even bother. <laughs> now, <laughs> Typical like, male giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am yeah. I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so basically, no, he just won't even bother. He's like, well, we're not going to have kids, so I mean, why are we even doing this? And it's like, yeah, just, just no sense of, um, of excitement. So anyway, how do you tell if a female giraffe is in heat? Well, as it turns out, if you're a male giraffe, is you go up behind her and you bump her butt with your head, which <laughs> which which causes her to pee <laughs> in oh, surprise. No. Um, and then uh, you get yourself a good mouthful of urine and drink it. Again, I'm not suggesting that you, my fellow podcasters or listeners, do this. I'm saying you are oh, a male what's giraffe. That? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, because different hormones and et cetera inside of the urine when the female is in heat, he switches it around in his mouth. And, mm. and he can <laughs> yeah. he can smell just based and on the chemical levels. Just based yeah. on the, the taste, basically. And if the urine tastes good, he's like, okay, <laughs> I guess we can make some baby giraffes. So how often is he checking? Like, I wonder how, yeah. many, how many times is he right? Every 10 minutes. <laughs> pretty much. People, uh, people think like, yeah, uh, every, yeah. People they never want to mate, but they always want to drink your urine. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's why you think it's so cool to be a male giraffe. Like, oh, you can eat the really high leaves and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. You guys probably saw the same thing. All the time. Yeah. All yeah. the time, Chris. Yeah. 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 But then as it turns yeah. out, you got to do a lot of urine it's, drinking. It's a lot it's more just, work. It's than, just on a constant basis. There's a lot basis. of foot, footwork. Yeah. <laughs> the, so basically, the urine drinking really outweighs the high leaf eating. This is the second episode we talked about. About drinking urine. Yeah. Well, no, and and again, I don't even think it's the good stuff, like the reindeer urine. You know what I mean? Like the good that the gets you high. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I think it just tastes like urine. Yeah. And you don't even. And if you they know? happen to be in heat, then it's gonna be a messy day. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that is our show. Uh, Sorry, thank, people. <laughs> thank, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening. In. Hope you guys learn a lot about. 
stuff. <laughs> giraffe mating mm-hmm. rituals, about world flags, about the Muppets. And you can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And don't forget to go to Bonobos and check them out. They're our cool sponsors. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>